4: No one has heard from her, to to my knowledge. No one has heard
5: from her. Joanna Russell is talking about her daughter, 33-year-old Heather Gamia Waters, a Placerville woman who has not been seen since Tuesday.
4: I'm sleep-deprived. I'm sad. I'm scared.
5: Russell, who didn't want her face shown, says her daughter had just broke her collarbone last Monday and complained about being in pain after being released from the hospital. She spent that night at her Pleasant Valley area house. But by Wednesday, both Heather and her car, a 2005 black Infiniti Coupe, had vanished.
4: It is very unlike her to not contact anyone. That's why there's a, a concern for her safety right now and a concern that she had a broken collarbone. So I'm praying that someone will, will hear this or have seen something or might know something and please report it to the sheriffs.
5: The El Dorado County Sheriff's Office confirms it is also searching for Heather and her car, sharing photos on social media. Russell says the Black Infinity Coupe has distinctive pink markings that are hard to forget, such as two pink ribbon stickers on the back window and a pink gas cap lid that says his queen.
4: So there was a lot of pink um, in the car, little areas on the car.
3: You're hearing our friends at Fox 40 News. That was Doug Johnson. Fears rising for a gorgeous young California mother. She has been missing for nearly a month, and now her car has been found abandoned not too far from where she was last seen. Where is Heather Gamina? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. She had just been released from the hospital for treatment for a broken collarbone. Her family and friends all agree on one thing. Heather would never just up and leave her three little children. Um, taking a look at her right now, she, she just looks like an all-American girl scrubbed in sunshine, long blonde hair, pretty smile, gorgeous children. Last seen in the Pleasant Valley area, that's about 50 miles east of Sacramento, she had a black 2005 Infinity G35. That's been found in El Dorado County. They're, be, they're processing it right now. Before I go any further, straight out to Joseph Scott Morgan, Professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon. When we hear a car is being forensically processed, that is a very, very intricate endeavor. I know we hear about it all the time, but if you don't do it right, you will lose potentially life-saving evidence explain what happens when you process the vehicle
6: yeah commonly uh nancy when they identified this vehicle hopefully the police kept everybody away hopefully the police kept everybody away from this vehicle so that no one contaminated it any further let's keep in mind the police would have to immediately look inside of it and probably look in the trunk as an investigator you have to suspect that maybe she's still in the vehicle but beyond that put the thing on the back of a flatbed truck, take it to the crime lab, and put it in a sequestered area. That way it can be processed. You can look for, obviously, the first thing that's gonna be on everybody's mind uh, is gonna be DNA, which is very, very fragile. Um, And we wanna look to see if there's perhaps blood evidence uh, contained therein. And if there's any signs of struggle inside of the vehicle, but you have to, it is imperative that you limit the number of people that actually have access to this vehicle because the slightest misstep can ruin everything down the road.
3: Well, you're absolutely right about that. Guys, we're talking about a missing mother of three. Take a listen to our friend at Fox 40, Doug Johnson.
5: Amina Waters disappeared along with her car on July 16th. Her mother tells Fox 40 she had just returned from the hospital with a broken collarbone. Her car, a 2005 black infinity coupe, has a pink gas cap lid that says his queen. A unique feature her friends hope is easy to spot. If you find something, if you see something, stop. Stop.
4: And stop and call. Bring them in. We don't need to touch anything. Mm-hmm. We just need to bring them in.
5: Smith and Schneider say one search group was already out today in an undisclosed area acting on a tip they don't want to release too many details on just yet.
4: But it is a tip that comes from a very reputable person in the community. So we're positive
5: about that. And while they're hoping more people who know this part of El Dorado County will volunteer already horseback riding and four wheeling clubs have offered help.
3: You know, and it is a big area. It's a huge area. Speaking of Doug Johnson at Fox 40 News Sacramento, Doug joining me right now. Doug Johnson, let's start at the beginning. What happened?
7: Well, from what we know, this, uh, again, is about 40 miles east of Sacramento on the way to South Lake Tahoe. And the El Dorado County Sheriff's Office uh, initially was called, told this was a missing person report. And they started searching for the 33-year-old mother of three Uh, Again, she was last seen on the 16th. Uh, Pleasant Valley, that's an area just outside, just south of Placerville, if anybody uh, knows the El Dorado County area in California. Uh, She had just broken her collarbone the Monday before, which is basically the night before she went missing, and was complaining about pain.
3: Hold on just a moment, Doug. I just got to ask, how did she break her collarbone? Well,
7: and that's something that we're still not getting a lot of details on. Uh, Again, a Mm -mm. family i don't
3: like it i don't like it doug uh joe scott morgan forensics expert she goes missing i find out she's broken her collarbone and nobody will be seems to 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 explain why why would you not say oh she was jumping on her kids trampoline and, and broke her collarbone oh she was running and tripped and hit the curb oh she was in a little fender bender Why is nobody able to say how she broke her collarbone? I don't like that right there. No,
6: I don't, because this goes into the narrative of what happened prior to her disappearance. Even if it's a benign finding, all right, it's still going to play in. It's going to give me...
3: Why do you talk like that? I'm just curious, because you do it all the time. Joseph Scott Morgan with me, professor of forensic at Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet a benign finding you mean an innocent accident is that what you're trying to say in in your forensic expert way.
6: (laughs) Yeah, Nancy, that's what I'm trying to say, that uh, there are no accidents when you're looking at an investigation. All angles have to be considered. I want to know, if I hear this, uh, my mind automatically flees to the negative. I'm going to think that maybe she was involved in some kind of conflict with someone. I want to know about the intimates in her circle that know this. You know, the reporter was just saying that they don't really have a lot of information. Well, maybe the police are not releasing anything relative to the incident, relative to her collarbone being broken, uh, because it would I don't know, alert somebody that might be involved with her disappearance
3: potentially.
8: Take a listen to our friends at Fox 40 News. The 33-year-old mother of three was last seen in the Pleasant Valley area on July 16th. She was dealing with pain from a broken collarbone at the time of her disappearance. According to family, just one of many things that doesn't make sense about what's happened to Waters. The biggest, that the married mom of three has had no contact with her beloved children, the youngest of whom was just four. THEY WERE TOO EMOTIONAL TO BE IN THIS GROUP TONIGHT. THEIR GRANDMOTHER SPOKE SOME OF THEIR SHARED PAIN.
4: ALWAYS LOVING HER MOM AND ALWAYS THERE AND
8: and I, I JUST MISS HER. EL DORADO COUNTY SHERIFF'S DEPUTIES HAVE SEARCHED HER HOME LOOKING FOR CLUES, BUT THAT EFFORT HASN'T PRODUCED ANY RELEASABLE INFORMATION ON HER WHEREABOUTS.
2: WE ARE WORKING REALLY HARD TO FIND HER, THAT EVERYBODY IS JOINED TOGETHER IN PRAYER. Um, BRING HER HOME.
3: Stories with Nancy Grace.
5: The search for 33-year-old Heather Gamina Waters is getting organized and focused.
2: We're going to really target the Grizzly Flat area, Somerset, Oma Ranch um, Valley, Pleasant Valley
5: area. Family friends Kathy Schneider and Holly Smith started a search team Facebook page, which has already jumped to more than 400 members in just a few days.
4: There's so many people in the community right now that want to help, and we need their help.
5: Both admit they could use more volunteers as Heather's family has been waiting for weeks desperate for answers.
4: If you can just imagine how distraught a mother could be looking for her missing child, it's unimaginable.
2: She's um, from the Pleasant Valley area right here.
3: You're hearing our friends at Fox 40 News. That was Doug Johnson. Guys were talking about a missing mother of three you know to dr bethany marshall psychoanalyst joining me out of la now dr bethany i want you to get in the real world with the rest of us dr bethany i don't like it now doug johnson fox 40 news sacramento you're a hard news guy this is what you call a wild goose chase this is what you call going down the rabbit hole because you just told me you didn't know how she had the uh Broken collarbone, and here we go. But Doctor Bethany, I don't like it. I don't like when she goes missing, just after being treated for a broken collarbone, and nobody can tell me how she broke it. See if somebody doesn't answer me. I think it's for a nefarious reason. For all I know, Doug Johnson's trying to cover up the evidence. (laughs) But I'll get
0: back to that in a minute. But I don't. I don't either, Nancy. And you know, when a woman goes missing. The first thing we do is we look at her romantic and intimate relationships. And the reason we do that is that the feelings that lead somebody to abduct, to commit homicide, to hurt another individual often take place in the context of our most intimate relationships. I mean, think about it. Where do you have the strongest feelings? Even in your life, in my life, it's with our spouses resentment, anger, buildup of feelings that maybe are even outside of awareness. And if you have somebody who is actually homicidal, they are unable to regulate those feelings. They're going to lash out at their most intimate partner. So Who was the father of her three children? Was she a single mom? Was she dating? Was there somebody she had just met who was stalking her? What was the nature of those intimate relationships? Were they happy? Were they unhappy? Did she have a conflict with somebody? It, It raises those questions, of course, because we hear broken collarbone and we think of domestic abuse because what happens during domestic abuse? A man will grab the woman by the neck or by the shoulders. So that's a very telling injury if she's at risk because of a, an intimate relationship in her life.
3: See, Doug Johnson, you're a hard news guy out of Fox 40 in Sacramento. See, you just said one thing. You said you don't. You're not clear about how she had the broken collarbone. And we just all went wild, led by me. I just led us all down that garden path. So, Doug Johnson, what do you know in the the face of all these questions we're asking?
7: Well, I do know that, uh, you know, I've been speaking with Heather's mother a lot. And she has uh, said some things kind of off the record, some information she doesn't always want to put out there. But she did tell us on the record that the last person to have seen Heather alive, she believes, was her husband. Uh, She was married. Um, she does have three kids, uh, ages four, 10 and 14. I'm not exactly sure who, uh, the father of those children are. And I do know that the police also withholding a lot of information. One thing they won't say at this point in time is exactly where her car was located. They just say it was discovered somewhere within El Dorado County.
3: Ashley Wilcott, judge and trial lawyer. You can find her at ashleywilcott.com. Why are cops not releasing information? I mean, I guess a lot of people, when they hear a news reporter, they read it. They don't think much about missing pieces of the puzzle. That's what jumps out at me the most. The minute Doug Johnson from Fox 40 um, said about the broken collarbone and that we don't know how she broke it. And... Uh, Dave Mack, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Where is the husband? Is he out there searching? Who is the father of these children? I mean, there's so many pieces of the puzzle that are missing.
10: Nancy, the simplest answer is this. Uh, Anthony Gamina, the husband of Heather Gamina Waters, is actually not in the picture right now in taking care of these children, but they are not his biological children. We don't know about the biological father of the children, uh, we know that there is nobody there that is acting like a real man and helping to care for these children. I mean, their mother is missing, and there's not one man involved that has the guts to stand up and take care of them. Uh, we've got Anthony Gamina, who they've been involved in a relationship to the point where they got married in March. You would assume he had some type of love and affection for the children, but he's not being involved. He's not helping to care for their emotional and physical needs that's being left to her mother who's devastated right now and the extended family
3: ashley wilcott judge and trial lawyer you can find her at she why would police withhold those key pieces of the puzzle key to me i mean they may not turn up to be key ultimately. But right
2: now, I I, I feel like they're pieces of the puzzle I want the answer to. Oh, I agree with you. But Nancy, I respect that it's an ongoing investigation. And typically what I see is when they're not releasing that information, there's a reason. They don't want to tip someone off. I think the police know more. Obviously, you've just pointed out, we have questions. They know answers. They know more than we know and then we think. And I think that's good. I think that means maybe they have some leads. Maybe they're considering some people and they don't want those people to have knowledge of the evidence they have so that they can do the right kind of investigation and figure out where this missing woman is. That's my prayer. The other piece I have to mention that was interesting to me, I read something that family commented on because of the collarbone injury, she is in pain and they're really concerned about her as a result of the pain she's in so i also just wonder how that threads in and how she was dealing with the pain and handling the pain and did she reach out to someone that was sinister and criminal in nature versus the people she might typically reach out to in her family i don't know it just adds more questions
3: i am thinking about these three children
2: there's three of them
3: ages four ten and fourteen and We understand through family members that her son is taking it really badly. Quote, we can't even really tell him. He keeps looking for his mom, and he wants to go over there, and he can't. Each day that goes by, the hopes of finding her okay get a little more scary. And the reality is to John Cardillo, former NYPD, The longer a case drags out a missing person's case, the more likely is the person is dead or will be.
11: Yeah. I mean, sadly, that is the case, right? It's the old cliche, and you want to try to at least have your case. But normally, there's overwhelming evidence when an abduction case, a missing case happens. There's typically overwhelming evidence that a person is still alive. Unfortunately, when you don't have that, when you have a standard fact pattern, more often than not it ends badly. It typically turns into a recovery operation, not a rescue operation. You're looking for the body, not the live victim. Listen. choice.
6: And we can take the choice capacity to do good to others, or we can take the choice capacity to use the views and exploit other people. Those choices can inflict pain.
8: They're the kind of words they never thought they'd have to confront.
6: Take what others mean for bad and bring ultimate good out of it.
8: But after more than two weeks in and missing Heather Gamina Waters, loved ones gathered tonight to face their frustration and harness their hope. Joanna Russell didn't think she'd have the strength to attend a prayer vigil for her vanished child, but she made it.
4: God just moved me to come tonight because he said I have to be strong. I have to be strong for her. So I'm here. I'm here because I love my daughter.
3: Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here. This Saturday, August 24, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 central, In Justice with Nancy Grace on Oxygen, we explore the mystery surrounding the death of a beautiful mother of two. I referred to her as a Reese Witherspoon lookalike. That's what she looked like. Found dead in her own bathtub in her apartment. More disturbingly, found dead by her little girl, Anna. A lot of confusion surrounding Shelly's death, and it's amazing to me. How close that case came to never being solved. Please join us Saturday, August 24, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 Central, on Oxygen in Justice with Nancy Grace.
9: Thanks, guys. I'll see you Saturday. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast.
3: stories with Nancy Grace. Fears rising for a gorgeous young California mother. She has been missing for nearly a month and now her car has been found abandoned, not too far from where she was last seen. Where is Heather Gamina, I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. You know, another question to Fox 40 News Sacramento Doug Johnson. Cops are not releasing where her car was found. I find that interesting. They're just saying it was in El Dorado County. But what about the condition of the car? Was it empty? Uh was it was it, you know, empty of gas? Or was there a flat tire? Had there been a fender bender? Had she crashed into a tree? What was the, the were the doors open? Had she been carjacked? Do we know anything at all about the condition or the location of where her car was found?
7: We know practically nothing from the sheriff's office. Pretty much all we've gotten from them is they've found the car. It is being processed for evidence at this point in time, the condition, what was in it, uh, were, was it a crash? Was it out in the country. Was it parked in a more urban setting? We don't know any of those details. You
2: know, when
3: I look at her, you know what she looks like? Ashley Wilcott, she looks like a young Suzanne Somers to me without the side pony. Okay. That's what she looks like for everybody to get a middle picture of this missing mom, Heather Gumino Waters. Ashley, what do you think about the state of their relationship i have not seen let me ask doug johnson has the husband been out there searching at the forefront making public pleas because everything i've heard has been her mother speaking doug
7: yeah and at this point uh, i personally have not spoken to the husband i know we had a colleague of mine uh, rowena shaddix went to the home where he lived tried to knock on the door he wasn't there at this point in time he's not reached out to us and i would describe the relationship between the husband and mothers as strained, as far as I can tell.
3: Okay, Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, weigh in.
2: Yeah, so that's significant, a very important piece of the puzzle, because Nancy, you've pointed out in the past, we have kids, you have kids, I have kids, mothers generally, as a general rule, do not leave their children. They have three children together, Nancy, and typically you are not going to see a mother of three children simply disappear off the face of the earth. And so I suspect that the police are absolutely considering that husband, especially hearing there's an estranged relationship. Something's up. To you, Doug Johnson, Fox 40, what can you tell
3: me about the husband is it correct that he has a criminal
7: history? Uh, yeah, I think we've done some background on him to, to suggest he has ha, does have a record, but beyond that, uh, there's not much more I can say. Again, I personally haven't spoken to him, haven't really gotten his side of these uh, of this story.
3: Well, if it's the right person, um, I can state that there is someone uh, by his name, but you have to really match up by DOB and fingerprint. There's a 2016 uh, incident where Gumina was busted for having six guns, one of which was stolen, several high velocity magazines, and meth. 2017, he was sentenced to five years probation for burglary and witness intimidation. Uh, we believe he has a 2002 and 2003 conviction for methamphetamine possession.
2: Okay, that's not good. What about that, Ashley? Oh, my gosh. When I hear that, I really panic for this young lady because methamphetamine is the scourge. It is all drugs are bad. Don't get me wrong. But this is one that's highly addictive. They say if you take it once, it's then addictive and it causes Uh, So many changes in the human state, the human mind, and the resulting crimes can be horrific. So that terrifies me. Again, I know we don't know that he did it, but it concerns me that he's involved for this beautiful young lady. So what about it,
3: Dr. Bethany Marshall? If I had heard uh, almost anything other than meth and guns, I mean, if I had a shoplifting or a burglary back in 1998 or Stolen vehicle. That by receiving, I might feel a little bit right. differently, but this is very disturbing for me. Well,
0: Nancy, a love of gun is a a love of guns and collecting guns is one of the risk factors for violence. Right, we all know that. We there's a school shooting or domestic homicide or, you know, an armed uh, burglary that goes wrong where somebody's killed. You often see that the person, the perpetrator, has a cache of guns and has a long history of fascination with guns. So the amount of weapons he has, the different types of weapons um, really concern me. Secondly, when I hear meth, the term that comes to my mind is overkill. You know, these crimes you have covered over the years where somebody is tied up more than they need to be tied up or bludgeoned multiple times or stabbed multiple times where there is an overkill aspect to the crime. Usually the perpetrator is doing methamphetamine. So guns, math, it's a terrible combination, Nancy. It makes me very concerned for this mom of three. To
3: John Cardillo, a former NYPD, weigh in, John. Sorry, about that.
11: I do have to disagree with Bethany because I worked a gun and robbery that often led to homicides. And I'm a gun collector. I'm a gun aficionado. I'm not a homicidal maniac. I, I we, we often found some of the most vicious people had one or two guns bought off the street. So I don't think guns in and of themselves are a factor. You have to look at the domestic relationship. And in terms of whether or not this whoa, case Whoa, is whoa, whoa, to- wait, wait, wait.
3: John Cardillo, now I am no gun expert, although I did have to train for 10 years as a DA, assistant DA. <laughs> right. But... I mean, are you actually arguing with Dr. Bethany that it's more likely there's going to be gun violence when you have guns stored in the home or you're a gun collector? Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, look at all am. the school
11: it, shootings. It, 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 that didn't false, just happen it, because a gun fell down the chimney. It's a false narrative. The statistically, it is not borne out. There are 30-some-odd thousand gun deaths a year in the United States. 60% of them are suicides as opposed to, oh, about 80 million gun owners. And so I'm a, I'm a guy who's well, got... Wait a minute.
3: Whoa, whoa, wait, the, wait, the, wait. The research wait shows it is a risk look factor. At, let's look at what you it, just said. Okay. Even with suicides. Right. With all death by gun. Overwhelmingly, that happens when guns have been stored or collected in The home.
11: Not necessarily. Period. What I'm saying is of the 12,000, there were 12,400 firearm homicides, according to the FBI, the latest FBI numbers are the 2017 UCR. The 2018 will be out next month. According to those numbers, most of these were crime on crime, street level perpetrators, drugs, or domestics. Typically, police might find one Illegally owned firearm in far less. A decim- I didn't say million-
3: illegal or legal.
11: Well, the, well, this and the fact important. that but they decim- have the a force- gun at home. In only a decimillion percentage, far less than one percent, was a legal, legally purchased firearm used. Bad guys have always gotten guns. The gun is 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 the is the symptom. It's not the cause. A bad guy wants to kill somebody. A guy wants to do something bad to his wife. He's going to find a way to do that. Scott Peterson killed Lacey Peterson and the baby without using a firearm. We know that people are strangled. In fact, if you look at the FBI, UCR, far more people are killed in the United States yearly body to body being strangled being punched being
3: kicked. okay why well, that we're not even talking about that well what i'm saying and is, those, someone which, which is has we're, to we're step at wrong... back and use a plan b argument because plan a argument well, ain't working that tells me there's a problem with their plan a argument well not
11: not necessarily i'm saying we're looking at the wrong symptom here we're saying because the guy was a gun killer, you got to look beyond that you got to look at why? First of all, was he was he involved with mess? Was he involved with an organized criminal enterprise? Were they having domestic problems? Was he involved with some kind of criminal enterprise that she found out about, got fed up and wanted to then blow the whistle on and call the police? I think we've gotten to a place where we too easily demonize an object. And we don't look at all of the other factors. We focus on it. Okay. Well, you
3: know what? John Cardillo, no offense, but you keep your head in the sand and your butt in the air about uh, home gun collections and how gun violence or gun accidents are more likely to happen when you have guns at home. I mean, uh, to me, that's just so simple to understand. But I'm going to get back to the case at hand and the disappearance of Heather Gumina Waters and we can continue our gun violence argument later. In fact, just have it with Dr. Bethany on your own time. The search goes on for a missing mother of three Heather Gamina Waters. If you have information, tip line 530-621-6600. Repeat, 530-621-6600.
2: stories
3: with Nancy Grace. Where is Heather Gamina? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Right now to Dave Mack, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Um, I want to get back to this husband. Now, what, if anything, do you know about
10: any convictions or arrests? Well, Nancy, Anthony Gamina does have a criminal history. Heather Gamina married uh, Anthony Gamina the first week of March this year but two weeks before that wedding they got in ba- involved in a knockdown drag out fight where she had to call the police after he he was beating her up and he headbutted her now he claimed that it was a misunderstanding and that she called the cops in a deliberate attempt to have him sent back to jail okay The Daily Mail has done a phenomenal job with this story, and they were able to find out that at 44 years old, he's currently serving a five-year probation term after being convicted of burglary and witness intimidation in February of 2017. Now, there were other arrests and things before that, including an arrest with his own father back in 2016, where they were arrested on firearms and drug charges, including having possession of meth.
3: Doug Johnson, what can you tell me about the husband helping or not helping in the search or making any public pleas for his wife, Heather?
7: Well, I do know that they uh, did organize some uh, public searches uh, for uh, Heather um, before they found the car. Um, And I'm— Who is they? I'm sorry, friends and family. The husband did? No, uh, her mother.
3: So, then I'll ask you specifically about
10: the husband.
7: I am not sure if the husband took any part in the hey, search. Na- Nancy, Na-
10: Nancy. Jump in. Hey, um, Nancy, according to the Daily Mail, they had an exclusive interview with Anthony Gamina. He claims he's helping in the search. He claims he's helping in every way that he can. A direct quote from him is uh, he said that the sheriff's deputies were here, talking about his house, for like 30 hours doing an investigation. They took my car. They walked every piece of land. So... I'm cleaning up again and again and again, and I'm dealing with my wife. I don't deserve this. Uh, He also said, look, this marriage is not going to work out, but I would never do anything like this, talking about harming her. Well, Kathy Snyder is a family friend, and she said, look, we don't hear from him much. We don't hear from him. He's not helping with the search efforts, and he's not in our search group.
3: Doug Johnson at Fox 40 News Sacramento. Um, What can you tell me about the searches?
7: Well, I I know that uh, they were having difficulty because they could only really search on public land in the area, Uh, and there are a lot of private uh, lots. It's not run by the Bureau of Land Management or Forest Service, and what they were telling me is that they couldn't search on those properties without permission from the owners. Uh, Some owners were cooperating, some weren't, some they couldn't get a hold of, Uh, and really doing an organized search was taking – weeks uh, because again they weren't exactly getting assistance from the sheriff's office in those searches this was something that was kind of a volunteer workforce people hearing about Heather missing that wanted to go out into the woods and start searching for her.
10: Dave Mack, Moyen. You know Nancy one of the common things that we see in the family interviews is how emotionally distraught they are um, the family, the, the uh, Heather's mom, is just devastated. You can hear it in her voice. You can hear it in her extended family. They are crushed. Um, they actually, you know, they've been prayer vigils and things like that. And, you know, they actually are crushed. I mean, where is this mother of three? Those kids have uh, been left without a mom. Uh, they've got family and friends that are taking care of them, but these three kids... The family, devastated right now, wondering, where's mom? Where's my daughter? And the rest of us are thinking the same thing. Listen.
5: In the meantime, Russell says she and Heather's three kids are starting to fear the worst. Her four-year-old grandson is especially worried.
4: Like, we can't even really tell him. (laughs) Like, he keeps looking for his mom, and he wants to go over there, and he can't. Each day that goes by, I the hopes of finding her okay or get a little bit more scary.
8: In addition to prayer. We ask that you give us strength. Watch over Heather. Many of those gathered here have done their own searches for waters in the Placerville Pleasant Valley area and are desperate for deputies to do the same. But the department's answer to that question is a question. Where? there's been no theory solid enough to give them a reliable location to commit resources to for a search.
4: It just feels sick to my stomach. I, I miss Heather. We all miss Heather.
8: The weight of worry too much for loved ones to bear one minute longer. They want her home safe.
4: Her children miss her terribly, and it's been a very, very painful thing for my family every day.
3: We wait as justice unfolds as the search goes on for a missing mother of three Heather Gamina Waters. If you have information, tip line 530-621-6600. Repeat, 530-621-6600. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend.